You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Seller Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. We're here actually, hey, Max, we're here actually above the Comedy Cellar um, because uh, downstairs our TV show is being shot. Uh, so we're at the regular podcast studio. I'm here as always with Mr. Dan Natterman. How you doing, Dan? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. Let's pick up the energy level, boys. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am exhausted. I I, oh, I my God. Yes, but yeah. you always seem to find energy. Oh, when when you didn't know that you didn't know you're a passionate man. If I brought up the Mueller report, all oh, of a sudden, oh, come Mueller. Right to life. did you say Mueller report? <laughs> did anybody say Mueller? <laughs> and you mispronounced right it. Life. That really yeah. gets me up. The Mueller uh, report. Uh, uh, Dove, Dove Davidoff. Yeah, Dove uh, Davidoff. Uh, do we have a, we have some credentials for Dove Davidoff? Is a comedian, actor, author, real estate developer, and survivor of childhood. Hilarious. He, he may be seen regularly at the comedy cellar. All right, all right. Come on. Who, with this. who, who wrote that? Who wrote that? I, I survivor of childhood. I wrote a piece of. I wrote survivor of childhood. And. Uh, Jeffrey Gorian, who has not been on our show for a couple of years, I think. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Uh, who, who almost died. I don't know. We had you on since you almost died. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Gorian is a comedian and an author who made innumerable, innumerable television appearances. Yes. I didn't write that. <laughs> there's no number. It's impossible to count. It cannot That's be counted. Right. There's, there's That's the, right. Just too many. Including The Kroll Show. Is that Nick Kroll? Yeah. And Crashing. He has written for the likes of Rodney Dangerfield and Joan Rivers and is the author of six books. The newest on happiness is a be- the newest on happiness is a bestseller on Amazon.com. So you're like the uh, what's her name? The woman running for president, w- Williamson? Uh, <laughs> Marianne Williamson. You're, you're like the Marianne Williamson <laughs> of, of comedy. Is that I it? actually did a radio show with her once. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like well, well, I, 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 I missed the comparison. Why? Why Marion Williamson? She's very into spiritual things. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. I, book, I'm not familiar with Williamson. This book is a spiritual oh. guide to happiness. A spiritual called, guide, yeah, healing your heart by we, changing your mind. She's running on oh, the wow. Trump. We, we need to fight the dark psychic forces. Of oh, the, the, oh, of course, of course. She wants to bring forces, love to the world. Yeah. Yes, yes. But you know yes. what? That's going to go really far. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't vote for her, but uh, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't bother me as much as some of the others. <laughs> it's a nice concept. Yeah. It's a nice concept. Yeah. No, but, you, you, know. ma- you, ma- you. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. But you mentioned I just uh, you mentioned the comedy seller TV show that's taping downstairs. I just very quickly yeah. uh, was wondering what your thoughts are on season two. Of the comedy seller TV. Yeah, how do you feel about being the EP on a show, Noam? That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations on that. That's huge. Well, it's hard. It's not only to get a show on the air, <laughs> no it's to get comments. a second season. <laughs> oh wow, you're, you're, they're driving you a little nuts. No, no, they're they're, they're not. They're not driving me nuts at all. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Of <laughs> no, course. No, I'm God bless. Okay. Uh, no, the, actually, the the network's been terrific. It's just the uh, the show itself. Um, has taken on a life of its own, and yeah. uh, I don't have that much say in it. Right. And to the extent that I want some say in it, like if I want to go to the mat for one of Dan's right. Dan's dumb jokes that I yeah. think should be in there, yeah. uh, it takes it takes such a yeah. a lot out of me that that I just kind of well, let them do. Well, what they you want. you were going to negotiate more influence going into the second season, but you just you just decided not I, to. I, I just let that go because but provided uh, that the quality is high overall, is that a, is that is do you want to have a dog in that fight or do you want to live your life and run your business and it's the best commercial for the comedy seller I mean 
imaginable. Well, well that's what he decided. That's right. And, pe- and people seem to like yeah. the show. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, it feels like a successful show when I watch it in terms of the, the, just the watchability. You turn it on. It's from that week. I think it's a very successful format. There's, there's parts of it I really uh, am not happy with. Okay. But I, I suppose Seinfeld probably felt that way about his show. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Of course. Yeah. You know, me and Seinfeld, we have our show. I see what Jerry thinks. Are you talking about the show Dwarman? Yeah, the show that, Dwarman. That's the show. The Dwarman, Dwarman, Dwarman Chronicles. Dwarman Chronicles. <laughs> have, you, have you noticed um, an increase, say, in your in, in the social media uh, following of the Comedy Cellars? I don't, I don't even know. You don't even Because you're up to like 70,000 Instagram followers on the on the Comedy Cellar Instagram account. Well, that, that's a credit uh, purely to Liz uh, and her yeah. uh, aggressive uh, nurturing of that Instagram account. No, there's things like, there's this table segment. Do you, have you seen the show, Jeffrey? Yeah, just a, a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. this table segment, which is not what I'd like it to be. Right, 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 right. But, um, you, you know, back in the 90s, like, Evening at Caroline's and, like, America, not America's Funniest Home Videos, was a show like that. But they kind of began this whole kind of contrived, supposedly improvised, but scripted kind of... Comedians talking to each other. Yeah, comedians talking to each other. And it and it was never good, even back then when it was never been seen before. And it seems like we've never been able to really shake that. So where I would like right. to just have the uh, comedians just talk like we're talking about whatever is going on in the news right? and then go to them being funny on stage. Right. And I'd prefer... That, I like uh, your idea. I prefer that it was kind of like a little controversial or, or I just- I prefer your idea as well. Or, or just more real, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and that fell on deaf ears? Well, it hasn't fallen on deaf ears. Partially the, the comedian's fault too, because they're always on. You yeah, know, when they're, yeah, when they're all the camera, it's, yeah. well, it's part, part of that is we know that what Comedy Central is going to use and what they're not going to use. And I think we assume correctly that they're going to use the- They're going for the yuck. They're going for the yuck. So if we want to get on TV- we're be, I think we're encouraged to 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 have to be to, yeah. to make it funny, so, which is not funny. which is not always conversational. Right. So this is the thing. Right. So so unless right. unless I could take which which they're not going to let me do, unless I could take total control of the show right. and then hammer it out the way I the way I had originally conceived of the show, right. which I know would be good. I know yes, it would be good. I agree and with I know you. and I also know that if it wasn't good, I would know it wasn't good, and I would and I would adjust. Right. But unless I can do that, which I can't, right. to like. Like y- yap at everybody's heels around the edges, and, right. and not really change anything, but maybe just change fifteen seconds here or thirty second there. Right. With all the emotion it causes me, yes. I kind of just but, and then dealing with Ray Ellen. Well, you so, got you know, your family, oh. you got an Ellen, you've got a Natam, and your well, co-host I, I, is not I, an easy person to yeah. read. Well, I'm the co-host here. I have nothing to do with the Comedy Cellar show. You are. And when I say I have nothing to do with it, I mean I have nothing to do with you it. You are the co-pilot on a spiritual and, level and, of everything that Noam does. And, and just to tell you, <laughs> and how, just to tell you how little I get from this show. I You're said, talking about the Comedy Cellar show. Yeah, like, like when I came home from yeah. a meeting... With the president, was this Kent Alterman? The yeah, president yeah, yeah. of yeah. Comedy Central. Right, yeah. And he told me he wants to buy the show that I thought of. Like, I sold the show and he's going to he's gonna do it. He's going to invest like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. Right. I go home to my wife. She said, did you take out the fucking garbage? 
Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, even at home. Oh, no respect. <laughs> no, nothing. You're like Rodney Dangerfield. Like, 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 I, honey, I sold the show to so, Comedy yeah. Central. Yes, They're buying it, you know. No, of course. Right, but did you, you know the odds of doing that? <laughs> you know, your, your, your fucking Amazon one-click habit yes. is supported at least for the next 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, no man is admired uh, in his, I don't know, there's a, there, there's a, somewhere there's an expression for this. Nobody's but, respected, nobody respects the person who takes out their trash. <laughs> and <laughs> lo, a, lo, a lot more successful people than you have been uh, dismissed by their wives as a schmuck, I assure you. Yes, but like even for a you know, day. I don't, you think yeah, but Zucker, that doesn't make it any better, boy. You think Zuckerberg's <laughs> wife is going, oh, it's so great. Does she have a Chinese accent? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she is. Yeah, I think she might I be. I think she might be. Yeah. 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 All right. So, speaking of wives, can we also just briefly check in with Dove? Dove is moving. Can we talk about? Oh, yeah, sure. Then we got to get to his book. book. We have an hour show, and Jeff will talk about your book at length. But I made love to my wife today. But we'll talk about the book. Did you really? I did. Why? First time in a while. (laughs) Well, because I had to. You understand? (laughs) You took out the garbage. I make love once in a while. Maybe Jeff has a. I'm sorry. Jeff might have to say about this. Of course. Dove moved to New Jersey a couple years ago. He decided he's no, going to no, be no, no, one year ago. He decided he's going to be a, a country mouse. No, I moved ten miles outside of the city. For God's sake, yeah. Yeah, oversell it. He has a he has a child. He wants to raise it properly. He can't take it anymore. Oh, is that true? I, well, 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 listen, I have some business concerns. To get in and out of Brooklyn to a development is, is a three-hour drive during the middle of the day. To get to the Comedy Cellar at night is 35 minutes for me to get home. Uh, who told Short. you not to move to Jersey? Because the commute was was impossible. From my house, you get to Brooklyn in 45 minutes. Well, well, to get to central Brooklyn, I got to drive through Manhattan, right? So that was the tough part for me. Now, I wasn't going to let that dictate where I live because that has a finite, there's a timeline. I told you there. to move to Westchester. You take the Throgsdale Bridge, right? I, to I agree. And- I agree. That would have been the better move had I known I was going to be in Brooklyn a lot. But anyway. Yeah. You know. But you made love to I got marooned out, out, in the, out, out where I'm at. I, I don't, I like being in the city because I have things during the day I need to do. So, but at some point, I'll pull the kid out. I don't know, you know. What was the fight you were having with your wife that led you to... Uh, I don't like missionary style, you understand? <laughs> I'm not a big eye contact guy. Is that um, true? No. I, no, it's not, it's not necessarily true. No. It's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't love a ton he, of. He icon, looked me right but... in the eyes when he said it. Too. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Weird. With regard, <laughs> with regard to missionary versus doggy, yeah, and sure. those are the two main, main. Jeffrey, sti- just hold your horse styles. about your book. We have something important <laughs> well, to talk about. I understand. Here. Yes, right, yeah. <laughs> this is this is uh, missionary or doggy style. With yeah. regard, I I can't. I felt doggy, resentment I, because she pushed me out of Brooklyn. But go ahead. What I'm just saying, do- doggy. You I, dog. No, I prefer missionary. Doggy you visually. Homo. Visually, when I'm watching a porno, I prefer doggy. Doing it, I get more of a. I get more out of missionary. Because you want to connect with the person. No, no, because it it's just. I it it get it just feels better. Do you know the etymology? Do you know the etymology of missionary? The angle is better. The angle is better. Well, you're wrong. The angle is you're better. wrong. For me, it's better. Well, I don't know what kind of piece you're working with, but dog style has been the man's choice for many generations. Are you familiar with the etymology of missionary style? You know what missionary was? Yeah, because... The missionaries they... went up to the, the, the savages and they said, you're doing it wrong. But all along, they were doing it right. <laughs> they were doing the dog style on the beach. I'm telling you, the missionaries went up and said, you're doing it wrong. This is the way to properly make love to a woman if you want to conceive. And they ruined hundreds of years of banging for these... For these uh, the people on the beaches. So, so you prefer no. the you, indigenous. You, you prefer missionary. How about girl on top, Dan? 
I don't get much out of it. Visually, Girl on Top is is, is satisfying, but I also yes, don't get right. much out of well, it. You can't control the pump. I'm, I'm not controlling the, the uh, Then, like, the some control the thrust. <laughs> yeah. It's called thrust control. You know that. But All visually, right. it's quite it's quite lovely. Delightful. Well, depending on who's on top. Yeah, yeah depending yeah, on yeah. Right. Visually, Sometimes you want to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, visually. Okay, Jeffrey. That's a great segue to the book. <laughs> <laughs> Your book is on healing. Can I see it? Well, sexual yes, healing well, is a sexual part of healing. healing. Is a part of healing. Yeah, I actually did a thing on sexual healing on the guys we fucked podcast. You know, you are you're familiar with that, yes. right? Well, we yeah, have them healing. both. Uh, both of the guys we Corinne, fucked, girls. Corinne, Corinne and Christina. Christina. Let the record show. There's a dog here doing a yo yoga. What do you in, call that? Uh, in lotus position. Lotus. You position. know how hard that is to get a dog in lotus position? Uh, it's it amazingly. Hard. And it says number one bestseller. Yeah, it was bestseller on Amazon, not not on the New York Times, but on Amazon. It a number best, one bestseller. It had bestseller status. Yep. Uh, that, but but that's amazing. All yeah, books are amongst books. Yes, on... among all books. <laughs> no, no, in <laughs> different categories. What categories? Like like adult children of alcoholics, uh, <laughs> psychology. Uh, th th there were three different yeah. categories where it hit number one, and that's considered bestseller status on Amazon. When but it, how when specific it are these categories? Uh, not them and don't they're push it. They're fairly specific. I'm not saying it's the best-selling book in the world. I'm just saying that it did well because people I, are resonating I with it. I think it's an accomplishment yeah. in any category. Yeah, it's my sixth course. book. I never thought I'd have even one book. So th now this came from your near-death experience? No, it came from my stuttering experience. I used to stutter so badly. Well, th well into my 20s and beyond. I couldn't even say my name. I stuttered so wow. badly. And I, I realized one day that I didn't stutter when I was alone. I only stuttered when I was trying to talk to somebody else. Because of anxiety. Which told me that there was really nothing wrong with me. Because oh, a man, yes. a, you can't have a disability based on your location, That's right? That's right. A man with a limp limps in every room of his <laughs> house. It was in he your head. It's like he premature ejaculation. Of course, of course. I only do it when there's somebody else to be premature <laughs> <Yeah>. with. <laughs> For me, it takes me 30 minutes. Did you see the back? Look at the... Uh, at the back. Uh, can, can I tell my wife? Can, can I just tell my wife that we're on the radio? Absolutely. <laughs> Honey, hi, but we're that. on the radio. Hi, Juanita. Hi, Juanita. Oh, yes. yes. Say hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> she looks guys, fantastic. I think you guys make a very nice teller. couple. Look how white, look how look how beautiful she looks when she's not around me. <laughs> she, look how happy she, she is looks. radiating when no one's on around to dim crazy. that luster. <laughs> What'd you say? What? Are you picking me up from the airport? Yeah, I'm going to pick you up from the airport, honey. Oh, my God. I was worried about that. You never answered my text. All right, can, can I finish? Are you All drunk? Right. This is not Have a you been drinking on your last night in Rome? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can tell. I right, say hi to Max. Okay. Hi, All right. All right, we have to, sweetheart, I have to go. Bye. All right, bye. I love you. Love bye. you, too. Safe travels. Safe travel. Have a, have a safe. Be safe. So... Okay, go ahead. Okay. So the book is called Healing Your Heart by Changing Your Mind because the concept is that from the time we're kids, every time somebody hurts your feelings, lies to you, breaks a promise to you, it stays lodged inside of you. Yes. In your heart chakra. Okay? And there's this bullshit yes. thing that they teach us that says sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never harm you, which is the furthest from the truth because all the bruises you had as a kid healed up a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, you, each one of us can remember something that someone said to you that hurt your feelings oh, yes. in some way. And that stays lodged inside of us. And it affects our self-esteem and our self-confidence. And it affects every decision you make in your life. Because every time you're called upon to make a decision, yes. you use your thoughts to figure out what to do. And if your thoughts are not valid, your decisions are not going to work for you. So what uh. I had to do is, because I realized that I created a disability for myself, 
I had to take my mind apart and examine my thoughts and realize what thoughts I was holding that were limiting to me that did not allow me to speak fluently. And I cured myself. I worked on myself literally for years. And as an avocation now, I work with stutterers and I teach them how not to stutter. Uh, wait, wait, I don't understand. This, this is remarkable. So first of all, at what age did you start stuttering? About uh, six or seven years old. So, so I was already speaking fine for a few years. And then all of a sudden, you start to stutter. That's how it is with most stutterers. They usually start five, seven years old, something like that. That's the normal pattern for stutterers. That happens a lot, yeah. And, and w was there a particular catalyst, a particular, particular incident? Well, that's an interesting thing. And when I work with stutterers, I tell them that it's not important to ever say that you figured out exactly why, but it is important to look at all the possibilities. So when you're a little kid, the only, person that, the only people you're surrounded by are your parents. And so usually it's something that's going on in the household. Now, you didn't wear your hair you. like this at that age, I right? I tried. What, what well, were they making funny about uh, then? Jeff has a tremendous <laughs> head of hair. My mother combed my hair in a pompadour. And I used to say to her, why? I was the only kid in college with a neat army jacket. Everything was right. always neat. And I said, why, why is that important to you? And she said to me, because I want you to be perfect. Oh, and, God, and that's I, heavy. And, and I know, and he said, Years later, yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, what do you mean? Exactly. And ye years later, I brought that up to her, and she goes, "I never said that." And I said, "I will never forget it that you said wow, that." Wow, that's because, a tough one. because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so sure. when you're a little kid and people expect you to be perfect, one way of fighting back is to say, "Hey, I'll show you how imperfect I can be. I won't even sure. be able to speak properly," sure, yeah. which is a very strong possibility. So yeah. that made sense for okay. me in my particular case. But let's not skip that. I, I really am interested in this. So when does your mother recall you? Did you did it did it, did it go on like a light switch? Like you just all of a sudden started stuttering, or did you begin to stutter and it got worse? And I worse? began to stutter in elementary school, and they put me in a speech class with other kids who stutter, which made me worse because it it gives you the thought that there's something wrong with you. And you know, well, so, there is something wrong. There is well, something it's, wrong. It's deeply ingrained. Yeah, but yeah. but. To this day, look, I'm not a speech pathologist, and I tell that to everybody that I work with, but who would you rather learn from, someone who conquered something or someone who read it in a book? Which is not to say you have to have a heart attack to be a cardiologist, you know? But when it's something emotional or psychological, it helps if you're talking to somebody who Who's conquered something, who Absolutely. went through it themselves. There's resonance. So I remember very clearly when I went to college, I, I made myself run for the president of the freshman class of Hunter College. And it was, a, it was a, a big school. Seven high schools fed into it. I didn't know anybody but the kids in my high school. And I made myself I, run. I think I saw I, this movie, The King's Speech. I did a lot of press about The King's Speech. <laughs> the King's Speech. Speech was good. When that movie came out, yeah, people called I'd me. Love like, that. I did yeah. a lot of press about it. Yeah. Um, and I told my, I couldn't say my name. I You're could never king. say Gurian. Yeah. I'm the king? You're yeah. called The King's Speech. You're yeah, like exactly. the king. president. Yeah. Well, except he still stuttered. Oh, is he like, still? Well, he gave himself the confidence to make this amazing speech. So to you were countrymen. You were not stuttering at the time you ran. In, in, no, I was stuttering so badly uh, I couldn't right. say my name. I asked other kids who knew me to be my campaign managers and introduce me to kids I didn't know and say, "This is Jeffrey Gurian," because I could never say Gurian. Most stutterers can't say their own names. They have a very hard time saying their name. And my feeling is because your name is your identity, and if you're not happy oh. with who you are, then you can't tell it to somebody else. Sure. You hold back. So, so I told myself if I could win the election, I wouldn't have to stutter anymore because it would show me that people liked me because I guess I had a feeling that I didn't fit in. I always was different from everybody else anyway. I, I'm not, I don't fall into a category. I no, don't you don't tell in. you that. No. Right. So, 
So I won the election, and I was the president of the freshman class of Hunter College. Wow. And it was, and it was a great wow. lesson for me yeah. because it taught, I still studied because it, it taught me that outside validation doesn't work. And not fitting in doesn't mean you're not liked, by the way. No, I, I, and I understand yeah. that now, but in those days when you're a kid, you don't know that. I was two years younger than everybody else. I looked very immature, but I won. So I'm president of the freshman class and I'm still stuttering my ass off. And that's when I really started well, doing work on tail. myself. All right, so I, I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. So, because I recently, maybe Dan Manham, I met a journalist, I don't want to say his name, but I, and I didn't know, didn't expect it, but I sat down with him and he had a, a, a kind of, I don't know, I, I like some I'm kind studying. of speech impediment. Well, you know, he he stuttered. Oh yeah. But I was, I, I, what I'm stuttering on is, I want to say it's a severe stutter, but it wasn't. That doesn't really explain it because he would be fluid for a certain number of words, but then when he caught on a word, yeah, he couldn't get off the word. Right? It was really a marked stutter, and it's painful to watch, right? Well, because it, it's awkward. You don't know how to respond when somebody's doing. So it. what I was, yes, that's right. And what I was taken with with this guy, and ad admired him was that he seemed not to, I, I think I would withdraw into myself. I'd be afraid to go out and meet new people. Yes. I might be afraid to have conversations. I might want to warn them in advance. Like I would be very self-conscious about it. But I didn't get the vibe from him. I'm, I'm sure at some point he was covering it up. Yet, he, he wasn't letting him, it wasn't letting it he keep him back, you know? Yeah, it's very courageous to do something like that. And I'll tell you a crazy so, story. So how did you handle that? that well, let me yeah, say this yeah, first, because yeah. about that, I'm building a, a website about stuttering, right? Uh, because it's part of my website now, but it's not separate. Uh -huh. I'm building a website. A friend of mine suggests somebody to come to me who builds website, and the guy comes to my door, and he stutters so badly, I can't believe it. By coincidence, I'm, I'm hiring this guy to build a stuttering website, and he stutters horribly. And so I didn't know how to say it. I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to embarrass the guy. But I said, well, this is about stuttering, and, and he's stuttering. And so I'm winding up working with the guy. He's building the website, and I'm teaching him not to stutter. Uh, for me, it took me years until I could control my mind enough to let go of it. And I remember very clearly, before I stopped stuttering, I was very nervous because as much as you hate something that's part of you, it's so much a part of your identity sure, that, yeah. that you're afraid to let it go. Yeah. Because who would I be? You know, as much as I hated it, I was the Jeffrey Gurion who stutters. Stuttering kid. Yeah. You're and just now, a prick. Yeah. You're not a stuttering prick. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And I, 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 just I, a I, prick. I would just be a fluent asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so, and so it was, but it's a crazy thing that I was really very nervous and I had to let myself get used to it. I had, the basic thing is that I'm convincing my subconscious mind that I no longer need to stutter. You're in a battle with your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the truth. Yes, it, of course. It, it believes whatever you tell it. And all which of is the this power is systemic as it relates to other psychological experiences, whether they be interpersonal relationships. Well, or, exactly. Right? It's, I mean, a, it's yeah. a much bigger story. It's not yes. just about stuttering. It's about overcoming obstacles in your life. Every single person has obstacles in their life. 100%. And a lot of times... Not Noam Dwarman, but others. A lot, not this is kind of like the, the final Star Trek movie. The hell are you talking about? What are they, go, the, Why, what did they do? Spock's brother and he can reach into everybody's mind and he frees them do you remember this one i no i no. don't go, i have go, a very good memory but are you familiar with the serenity prayer yeah it says the, grant me Lord, the serenity the, yeah, to, to accept the, the things, things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom, and the wisdom to know, to know the, the difference, difference which is the most 
which is the most important line. Because if I wasn't, some reason the word prenup pops into my head. If I wasn't given the grace, there wasn't to know the difference. Wisdom to know the difference is key. If you don't know the difference of what you can change or what you can't change, you wind up staying the same way your whole life. That's a good one. Right? Uh, yes, I, of so course. I, I would still right. be stuttering today if I wasn't given the grace it's to figure that out. It's a very powerful message and it very is powerful. systemic. So whether or not you're communicating with somebody who's stuttering or has another obstacle they're trying to overcome, I would imagine a lot of this is... is um, with the cross pollinate, it, it well, it's really, about thought. It's, it's about, about learning to control your thought. That's it's one right. of the things that kept me off stage for many years. I didn't have the courage to perform. I had stage fright because if you start out in, in your twenties and course. nobody knows you, you have the freedom to bomb. You go up on stage, nobody gives yes. a fuck. Nobody ever heard of you. You're like a kid, right? But by the time I wanted to perform, I had already written for a lot of well-known people, and people, I felt like people expected more of yeah. me. And I was too nervous to go on stage. I have more questions. Good. Do you have any recordings of yourself stuttering? No, I wish I did, man. I wish I did. I only have people who remember me stuttering. But I wasn't recording myself in those days. I, I don't even know if there were recordings. The last thing you'd want to do <laughs> is record yourself. No, you didn't like to hear yourself No, stuttering. because I didn't know how it would work out. I didn't know, like, 20 years from now, I'm going to well, want to listen to myself was, stuttering. What was the most amount of stutters that you would do on a single letter? I wasn't the worst stutterer. I, I would block. I remember very clearly being in school. This, this is a memory that I can't get rid of. I was called upon to answer a question, and I stood up, and literally nothing came out. And I, I couldn't get a word out. And I stood at my desk, and all the kids stared at me, and I felt my body turn red. And I just stood there until I sat down. I couldn't say a word. And then I made myself sign up for speech classes, not therapy, but to give speeches, because I've al I always believe in confronting fear. I come from a place where I was not taught that the world was a safe place. Very Jewish. My mother would have made me wear a sweater to bed. You know, it was like fucking horrible. Every, you know, every, every, every bad thing was going to happen to me. So I grew up with a lot of fears. My father told me condoms were for suckers, but go ahead. Go That's ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, your father was cool. I knew Manny. Your father was very cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had a lot of shit to overcome. I had to work through all that well, stuff. As, as a know? member of the non-stuttering community, what is an appropriate <laughs> the way? NSC. The NSC, then? As, as, uh, as a fluent human being. As a fluent human being. What is an appropriate response to somebody who's stuttering? That's the thing. And, if, that's, if what, you're going like, and that's what I teach people. Well, I feel you like, can't say spit it out already, and you can't. You just you stand there. Is, is it okay, is it okay to finish, finish the word, word for them if you don't? No, no, it's terrible. You're I, not I did supposed that. to I do found... that. You're not supposed to do bitch. that. No, and, but here's an interesting fact. They are controlling you in that moment. Usually stutterers feel powerless. Yes. When they're stuttering for you, you oh, can't go anywhere. That's you're standing there, and you'll stand there until they're finished. And that's what I was well, just teaching this guy, because stutterers tend to feel weak and powerless. They're also very polite, and they don't feel that they deserve any attention. I remember very clearly also that I would make believe I didn't know the answer so that the other kids wouldn't think I thought I was smart. Not that I was smart, but that I thought I was smart. I would rather damage myself than hurt anybody else. I wanted them to feel good about themselves. So I developed a disability to hold myself back. Okay, now I have another question. Your, your theory on stuttering yeah. is not the, the uh, widely accepted 
theory. Isn't it, don't many people believe that there's a neurological basis for stuttering? There are people who believe that, and I think it's bullshit. And I called one of the... Can, can there be well, two different well, types? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there can. I'm yeah. sure there can. I called one of the major stuttering institutes to try to be of help. Mm-hmm. And I got the guy on the phone, probably because I said it's Gurian again. I said, <laughs> I said it's I said it's Doctor Gurian. I said I use that when I have to. I said it's Doctor Gurian. And the guy gets on the phone, and I tell him the whole story. And he had the nerve to say to me, "Nobody's ever been cured of stuttering." And I said, "That's I'm really, I'm like horrified to hear that." I said because. First of all, that would make me like a pathological liar that I would have to make up a story like that. Do you hear me stuttering? And he said, no, I don't. And I said, well, it's possible. And the spiritual outlook is that if one person could do something, other people can do it too. I didn't do fucking magic. It feels like magic. It gave me a freedom that I didn't have before. But if I did it, other people can do it. So John Stossel, you know John Stossel? Yeah, I know. He's supposedly a stutterer. He's he's And I, I spoke with him and he, yeah, he... He says he still is a stutterer. Mm-hmm. He's just learned to control, to control it, it. Right. right? Which is different than what you're saying. You're saying you don't. You're not controlling it. It's not in you anymore. I could stutter tomorrow. I refuse to let myself. I still get triggers. You still get triggers. Okay, I'll, so I'll, so you're you know, saying the same thing. You're saying you know it's like an alcoholic that hasn't drunk in thirty years, but still technically an alcoholic. They consider themselves alcoholics or drug addicts. You're supposed to still say that that you're not cured. You're always working on on a cure. I I I don't like to say that I'm a stutterer. It's not part of my identity anymore. But I talk about it because it's very important to me, and it's one of my major accomplishments in my life that I was able to work that hard to control my mind enough that I could let that. So go. your experience is the term psychosomatic. The term. That are, is largely related I guess it would to the fall way we into feel. That. I guess it would fall into that. You can create all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, then that's, people, what, that's why. Like, but psychosomatic illness is real. Yeah. If people have psychosomatic pain, they really feel pain. Right. Like there are people who've lost limbs who still have pain in that limb. And that pain is real. But I've also understood psychosomatic as you inducing the ailment as opposed to the reverse. Well, you can create the ailment. Yes. And it's based on thought. Again. Yes. Everything yes. everything that we have is is it's based on thought. It's really amazing how powerful thought yeah. is. Are you familiar with, with this statement about fear? Can I read this little yeah, thing? Yeah, please do. I carry it with me all the time. And no, I'm not this familiar will, with this. I think it'll resonate with you. Okay. Well with me. Uh, well, I could tell it. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We were born to manifest the glory within us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Dan. Now, who, said, and, who said that? Who said that? that? Was, well, it's interesting. It, it's a quote it. from Marianne Williamson's book. Is it really her? Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like the debate a, last night. A Course in Miracles. She teaches that. Well, but fear of success so is a very, very real thing. And it's there, very close we to, see, to fear we, of failure. And right? we see it in yeah. a lot of stand-up comedians that 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 fall apart, or, or musicians or whomever, that fall apart when they succeed. Uh, for various reasons. They, well, that's not always grounded in fear. Sometimes it's an addictive uh, inclination that was that was generated by by that. But, the, but there is such I, a I thing as fear of success. So, so that I, is a real thing. I don't think I'm well, sure. Fear can, of anything. Can somebody encapsulate what that statement 
meant. Yeah, yes. it's, it's like, yes, it's like Brene you. Brown's shame lectures in a sense, right? What it's, it's saying like, is that it's okay to be successful, yeah. that you don't oh. have to hold yourself back. If you become if if you become a superstar, if you're meant to be a superstar, you'll become an inspiration to other people. You don't have to hold yourself back to make other people feel better about themselves. So I Trump, didn't think is, the Trump so is the healthy Dan, one. You're, you're you're a really funny comedian, and and so well, your success, your your uh, well, as both of you are, <laughs> but your success is an inspiration to comedians who are aspiring to do what you, you do. See that, Dan? Take it in. No, and so, I and, see you know, Dan going to so, a negative place. I see. No, in his no, eyes. I, 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 I thank you, but you know, but as far as fear of success is concerned, I have, I have, uh, uh, I have experienced that in my own life. Where I felt uh, uneasy yes. with 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 victories and mm -hmm. with I yes. I feel most comfortable like kind of second or third place being in the middle right it's very middle. hard to to picture yourself at the top and fame is a very heavy drug and I think that's why you see so many very famous people really fucked up because I don't I don't know that many people can really handle true superstar fame you know. But I didn't experience any of that as about fame or not fame. I, I experienced that uh, that spiritual, uh, you know, that passage that the the idea that that the the shame that we have within us mm -hmm. will prevent us Which from being our better children. selves and experiencing our own potential. I think that everybody's got a superstar in themselves. It's utter bullshit. But I do believe that the overall message is that. Don't make yourself smaller than you need to be. Yes, exactly. It's but, not about being a superstar. I yeah. use that as an example just because we're in the comedy world and we're yes. talking about, you know, in show business, people seek fame. What this means is it's okay to be successful at whatever it is that you do. That's right. And you don't have to worry that you're going to make other people feel bad about themselves. When I used to make believe I didn't know the answer, it was so that the other kids could say the answer that, that they would know and I wouldn't know. I held myself back which is perfect for a stutterer. That's what they do. It's like if you have something important to tell somebody, and I say, hey, Dove, I got something to tell you. Yes. And you say, what? And I start choking myself. It right. makes no sense. It's right. a stupid thing to do. So I try to show stutterers that it doesn't make sense to do that. I once showed up. I was being vulnerable. I met Dan for lunch in the middle of the day, and I just left couples therapy. And Dan said, how was couples therapy? And I began to tell him, and I got about one sentence in. He said, I don't need a transcript. I was just asking. <laughs> yeah, that's Dan. Yeah, <laughs> this Dan. Yeah, that Dan. Well, I don't remember that, well, but no, it obviously it was a very good line. <laughs> and, well, and you would hundred percent right. It's point. not important you, to me. You wouldn't remember. <laughs> you wouldn't remember it, but he would never forget it. Right, but but I appreciate that ab about Dan, and so and so yeah. But I, I thought that was um. Go ahead, Dan. Next question. No. So, but the book does not say anything about stuttering on the cover. So obviously, you no. feel that there's lessons that you've learned about curing your stutter can be applied to all sorts of problems and ailments, correct? Also, yeah, dog yeah it's not about stuttering. Okay, it's so about tell us. It's about thinking in a different way. Zoom this out. What, give us an example, like uh, how, like if, it, what, what, what are things that people well, suffer from? Insecurity? Can I look at the chapters? Uh, and I'll, uh, and I'll premature ejaculation. Premature ejaculation. You have erection de erectile dysfunction, of course. Like for a very instance, prevalent I have a chapter. I have a chapter. You've been talking to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I have a chapter on creating your own happiness center. A lot of people live in very dark apartments. They don't realize, people don't honor their sensitivity. Artists in general are very Dan sensitive this. people. He doesn't listen. Okay, very sensitive people. Comedians, yep. artists, all people who perform are very sensitive. A lot of people don't like to cop to it. 
because they look at it as a form of a weakness uh -huh. when sensitivity is actually a great strength. And it would be a nicer world if people were more sensitive to each other, which is why I've gotten away from mean-spirited comedy. I don't have a lot. I wrote for the Friars Roast for like 12 years. I was the main writer. I wrote all kinds of shit. But I've gotten away from mean-spirited right. comedy. And I went to um, a thing in Atlanta recently. There was an organization, AATH, the Association of Applied Therapeutic Humor. Applied Therapeutic, therapeutic humor. humor. It was 200 health professionals that use humor to help people deal with grief and depression and cancer. Sounds terribly unfunny, but perhaps well, it, it, was interesting, it, it doesn't though. mean it couldn't work well. Yes. Yeah, it was very interesting that they use humor because humor releases, laughter releases endorphins. It's called dose. Um, these studies are well documented, by yes, the way. Yes, they're very Some well of them documented. Were, you know, the cancer Oxytocin, patients have watch. Yes, serotonin. That's right, all of it. Yes. Uh, there are four chemicals that no. are released, but they're not released with mean-spirited humor. I thought that was very interesting. 70, Seventy-five percent of social science studies can't even be reproduced. Trying Repl to go replicated. along. I'm trying to yeah. go along with the conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I just found it interesting. I'm trying to be a good I, sport, I which been, is what this I, is I have never been about. with this group before. I was invited to go. So, would you but, vote for Marianne Williamson? No, absolutely not. I like the concepts, but I, I, you, somebody like that can't run I'm the country. I'm starting to get it now, by the way. You're getting nothing. No, I's starting to get why Gurian's always got a hot young ass around. Oh, so sweet. Because, you know, these, they, these young girls, they Venmo. love this kind of stuff. That's right. Gurian. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, but you know what? It's real. It's real. Well, all and, the and better. That's how he gets and the tail. <laughs> if he didn't part, believe it, they wouldn't become. They wouldn't it's flock. Part of, it's part of dealing with who we are as people. Ooh, a lot that of guys. Good. That is so yeah. good. A, a lot I of guys don't want to deal with, with sensitivity. You know, your they sexual that's right. repression, you need to release that. Oh, so it's such a release. I'm just, I'm just, is that your line? No, yeah. that's your. I'm saying oh. I'm just imagining you with a young lady. Yes, yes. You know, yes. you're too wrapped up in this. You're, you're tight as a drum, honey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's damaging your self-esteem. You gotta It's funny. That's what Patrice O'Neill used to say. He goes, Jeffrey, when you talk, magical butterflies appear. Oh, yes. <laughs> I used to be his co-host on the Black Phillip show. I don't know if yes. you know this. And, and yeah, it was tail. me and Dante Nero and Patrice. Yes, a young tail. Beige and Phillips, isn't had, it Beige Phillips? No, that's it's Dante's. It's not important. Oh, Dante, talking okay, tail. The original podcast was the Black Phillips right, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was on uh, XM before they it joined the series. So, okay, the, like the debate. Did you watch the debate, Jeffrey? Well, but I just wanted, oh, no, right. I just no, wanted no, to quickly follow up on whether up. Jeff has, is with a young lady at Currently, he's, he's never not with a long lady. Not a particular one, but I was with someone really nice last night. How old? Whoa. I never asked. I, uh, I swear to God, yeah. I never ask. Well, well because it's you know illegal what? if you ask and find out. <laughs> My father always said, never ask a question you don't want an answer to. So no, I would guess around 30, well, 35. So. Around but 35? I think so, yeah. That's all right. That's, yeah, yeah. I think I think 35 is okay for, yeah, for so. a man in your age. Yeah, Above 18, so. Congress says is okay from what I hear. Oh, I don't know. I don't like young, young girls. No, no of I course like, not. I like who does? women who does. Yeah, right. Exactly. But um, I do think that these kind of things are important to yes, talk they about. Are. And yes, a lot of guys are. don't like to talk about yes, like that. Yes, and that guy's name is Dan Natterman. He's right here. We got to get into it. But there's a part He's of Dan Natterman. He's got to let the spirit out. Because I, guys, I, I have because trouble understanding think, it. Like you guys talk huh. and you seem to all understand what you're saying to each other. What are you I lost no, on, I have no Noam. fucking idea what you... Like, what are you lost on? I've never felt afraid to get the answer no, no. right because I thought... Right. Yeah, but you're... Right. But Noam, you see... Oh, well, I'm with no, Noam in I, that I, regard. I, That's I, not one of my fears. But I have... But I have... I wouldn't think other people did that, but I have met other people who understood yeah. that. But I have... When I talk about myself, when I work with people, I talk about my own life. I open up. When you go to a therapist, most of the time, a lot I've of them never say therapists. anything about themselves. They let right. you do all the talking. In general, yeah. No, with, okay. all due, no, with all due respect, 
there's a reason you didn't, I think, that you became more of a businessman. That, that, that music, musicianship is your avocation, your true love, and, and you're very, very good at it. But <clears throat> you're you. mo- mostly a businessman because you're not as fucked up as we are. As 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 the full on full time uh, show business people. Well, well, perhaps that is the case, or it's not. But that isn't really apropos as far as Noam's no. But Noam was saying that he he never experienced to... feeling bad about knowing the right answer because well, Noam's well well adjusted. Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, there's I, a I got my issues too. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. There's a balance. Yeah. If you're in business, that's left brain. If you're creative, that's right. But brain. But Noam is both. And, I, both, and I have a little bit of both. I I had to be both because of my other field. I used to be a dentist, even though it was a nasty rumor. It's the truth. And you know when that rumor started, right? About well, how's being, it a rumor? The day I graduated from dental school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it never stopped. No, but it's true. So I had to be very left brain in order to run a practice and do that stuff. Yes. But the other part is very right brain. Yes, yes. And yes. so I had to create a balance. So I had to learn to own my sensitivity as a strength and not as a weakness. Because for many years, I looked at it as a weakness. And well, and, and growing up in an environment that I did, it is a weakness. And so then yeah, you have to learn to, 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 um, well, you, know, you have to eliminate that. people from your life who treat it as a weakness because people take kindness for weakness. Well, in certain environments, they do, especially. Oh, okay. I mean, it's less the case in, in, in certain demographics. And where so, I grew yeah, up, yeah. It, it was Where did you grow up? Uh, in a working class area of Jersey. Oh, you didn't okay. want to so be, class, you didn't yeah, want to show. So, Jeffrey, yeah. so, so obviously you, you, do, you do a lot of uh, uh, armchair, armchair analysis of people. What? How do you explain our president? What's your take on him? Oh, I don't do politics. No, no, his personality. Well, you know what? I met him several times, and I remember when he was roasted by the Friars Club, and yeah. he came over to me. And, and I think he I was said at that. I me, was at that roast. Yeah, you, yeah, it was a crazy roast. I think I wrote for that roast too. And and he said to me, Jeff, you think I could handle this? And I said, If anybody could handle this, you could handle it. And it was. There, there were a, a, there were a couple of times. I think it's just the opposite. When I was in his presence, I have this thing that I like to do to very rich men. I walk up to them and I palm them a buck, like you would tip a guy, like <laughs> a valet, you know. You and and, gnome, and I thank in. them. I thank them for coming to their home or whatever. And I say, I just uh, uh, on my way out, I put a dollar in yeah, there. Nothing awkward about that. <laughs> and I watch the confusion on their face. I'm right? confused. And I, I, I just say thank you so much for having me, and I put a dollar in their hand. Yeah. And I was going to do that. I was going <laughs> to do like that a... to Trump, and his son was there, and I happen yeah. to know his son, and I said Wait, to him, which son, Donald John Jr. Don or... Jr. And I said right. to him, I'm going to do this, and he said, I don't think you should. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Why yeah. not? Because I don't think he'll think it's funny. Yeah. And, and I so I didn't do it. Don Jr. was right. But I was re- I was on my way to do it. I really wanted to do it. You should have done it. I needed to do you it. Well, didn't face felt, your fears. Anyway. That's true. I didn't face my fears. Yeah, I didn't face my fears. But I had met Don because he's a very, Don Jr. is very philanthropic. And he was working with this, uh, this uh, charity that brought plastic surgery to impoverished children all over the world. Don Jr.? Yeah, he and his wife. Not, not fake tits. No. Nobody should have tits anywhere in the world. <laughs> it, it, right, it was for clef, clef palates and oh. clef lips. Aye. And he and his wife were uh, ambassadors to that. And because I was connected to NYU, I went to this charity thing. And they raised a lot of money to help poor kids all over the world. How much of that is PR and how much of it do you think their heart is deeply in the cause? I think they really believe it. Good. 
I really Good. do. I, I, I want to believe that I, they believe I, I it. I think they, they really believe, believe it. Because there's the a lot of causes that you could join. the least they can do. They did a lot of work for that yep. organization. They raised a lot of money. And when I wrote about it, he thanked me. He said to me, thank you. You're the first person that ever wrote about me without writing something nasty. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I don't do that. If I, if, if I, Look, I've been covering the comedy scene, too, for 20 years. I don't write nasty shit about people. If I don't like what you did, I don't write about it. I respect everybody that goes on stage. It's very hard to fucking go on stage and, and perform for people. So everybody to me is very courageous for going up and doing it. And if they do a good show, I want to support them. And if they don't have a good show, I'm not going to write about it. I want to drive them out. Oh, you do? No, no, yeah. I'm uh, kidding. No, I don't no, want to drive them out. I see a lot out. of shit that I could write about, but I don't do that to get scoops. I, I just, I, I, I've never done that. When Jerry Seinfeld was doing his special, he asked me to keep it a secret where he was doing it. And I kept it a secret for two months. I could have written about it, but I didn't because those things are not important to me to just do something like that to get yeah, Break attention. your kneecaps, Jerry Seinfeld. You can't. You can't. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Well, he, he wouldn't have done that, but he, yeah, he would have, he could have, he could have ruined you or at, no, at least kidding. in show he, business. Yeah, I mean, no, he could But if somebody says, hey, do me a favor, don't say anything to anybody, I'd be an awful dick I'm if I went out and man. just told. Question the man saying he's respectful. Uh, God somebody, bless. So, so no, I, I think it's important to support other people in the field. I think, but we don't want to be artists. too supportive because we end up in a culture where everybody is is got a, a pro, what, what what was the um. I forget the analogy. I, no, mean, all I'm I think it leads is, to a kind of cultural narcissism. I think all of this, this sort of the, the approbation that isn't... Um, merited. Um, that isn't not only not merited, but the way people cheat, treat children, you know. I mean, I, listen, I don't want to go into you know material, but I've been writing a bunch about this. And, well, and there's something about... Well, there's something about cultural narcissism, social media, and reality TV. There is, there is a kind of universality of a lack of self-awareness. And sometimes <laughs> we, we need to be able to say things to people... Uh, uh, that that is that that um, can be uh, critical. No, well, if you say it in a constructive way, somebody actually wrote an article that all celebrity stuff recently is all bullshitted. They're all puff pieces. Right. That there are no more journalists anymore who are looking at people in a, in 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 a right. uh, uh, an, an objective way. Right. Right. But see, I hate critics. Critics most of the time do not like film critics. You're they criticizing the critics. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, well, I, I am criticizing there. I hate critics. Let me tell you what's wrong with them. Yeah, that's it's a very right. strange thing yeah. to do yeah. for a living yeah. to criticize. Jeffrey Urey's right? next book is called Inver Inverted Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> no, but isn't it a strange thing to do to criticize? That's your living. You criticize people's performances. Well, you go to, you, you can go to talk movies, but, but critics often, yeah. often. Uh, George Bernard praise. Shaw was a wonderful critic. No, they, they often yeah. praise, but they could also ruin a movie or a play if they want to write something bad about it. They have a lot of power. But, Yes, there's especially a play. Th there's something strange about that to me, where you really? criticize. Yeah, well, I, I don't listen. But to I them need anyway. to know. But I need to know if I well, should if buy you, a ticket to whatever. No, whatever but it is, look, the you, book or the show. Or you, you probably always have good sets, but if you've ever no, had a, no, no. if you've ever had a bad set, yes. Would you want someone to write about it? Yeah, but Dove just made a very good point. Yeah. A movie comes out. And you want to know whether you should waste your evening going to see it or not. Yeah, but their opinion may not be your opinion. Right, but it's I very know what likely. I like. I know what I like. Have you ever seen a that movie that you liked that got bad reviews? Yeah, I have. Not often. I know what I like. But there's a there, yeah, so there's, sometimes yeah, yeah. they let me down, but there is a correlation yeah. between a movie that gets rave reviews like The Godfather, and it, and it usually turns oh, yeah. out to be well, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. If it gets rave reviews, you know you're going to see it. But sometimes I'll see something that has a bad review, but there's somebody in it I want to see. I'll go see it anyway. And I'll make my own judgment. I'm not going to let or, you, or your, or your yeah, friends yeah. that you know 
Yeah, I generally don't listen to critics. I, I listen to them. I used to watch Cisco and Ebert because I enjoyed the, the seeing the clips and the summaries of the movie. But that's uh, but your I, personal experience. But, that's yes. not an anti-critic art. No, but I'm I'm saying that for me, the best way to know if I want to see a movie yes, or not yes, 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 yes. is twofold. Number one, friends of mine that tell me to see the movie. Yes. And my own sense when I read the synopsis. Is this movie yes. about right, the drug exactly. trade? Right. I'm in. That, <laughs> I like those kinds of movies. Right, exactly. But that's is it a movie? Is it a super- validate critique. Is it a superhero movie? Let Keith Robinson go see it because I ain't going. <laughs> okay, when I was a kid, like before, say, like it's, it's very difficult for kids. Like Max, you, Max you're, you're probably too young. Max is not even listening. Max, Max is just so we know. He's a kid, friend of uh, Gnomes that's staying but, in the apartment. But, uh, but um, when, when we were kids, which doesn't seem like that long ago. Um, and yet it was. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a crazy the, thing too, right? <laughs> the, the ability to hear a particular piece of music, yeah. it, was a, it was quite a challenge. So, in what regard? Because you couldn't. There was no streaming. Oh, right. Of course. Yes. Uh, there was a local record shop that may or may not yes. have it. Records were expensive. Right, you could right. hope you to, to tune vinyl. on. Yeah. Hope tune on, tune, in, tune in on the radio. On the radio. And maybe they'd play it. Right. But if it, so, uh, music critics like to a kid like me were very important. Like right. Rolling Stone would yes. have yes. the the albums that came out that. Yes. I guess it was biweekly Rolling yes. Stone mm-hmm. in those two weeks, and I would. I would risk my money on a lot of albums that, yes. that were well reviewed. Um, anyway, so, like it, it was now, it, it's it's quite different now because it's very easy to sample for yourself. Exactly, in a way. it was a different Books world. The same thing. It's a different, it was a world, different now. world. You don't then. really need the critic anymore. No, you could just go online and you can see samples yeah. of books. Yeah. There's a synopsis of a book. This book, there's there's pages that you could read to yeah. get a sample of I, it. Uh, everything. Well, Music, you could listen to the song before you buy it. Or, or not or buy never, it at never all. Buy it. Or not buy never it. buy yeah, it. Yeah, or listen right. to it thirty yeah. times until you're sick of it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I would read about some Beatles song, and it's the Beatles. Yeah. On so, and I was like, I'd read it. I, I never heard it. Like I could yeah. never. I want to hear this song someday but that they write about. How? Right, how? <laughs> I mean, I've always been skeptical of, of of song critics because music to me is not something you can articulate. You either like the song or you don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. A, I'm not a about? musician, so I can't talk about. A rousing chorus. If I tell you she gives a great blowjob. Yes, yes. <laughs> you think that's that, yeah, what do you mean? Unlikely. The hell are you right? What no, the what hell I'm are you talking about? What I'm about? saying is, is, is what music. Where does that segue? Where security in here? Where did a blowjob come I'm saying it probably it probably affect us. Music critic. Music criticizing blowjobs. I'm saying music critics write these long paragraphs about about soaring these notes and key changes and shit that I don't even understand anyway. I know a good song when I hear it. Those are people who really don't care about looking smart like they they really show off sometimes with that stuff you know well, but you anyway the scorsese documentary with just Fran tell me Leibowitz? what the good songs are and and usually i'll buy in the old days i went to the record store because i heard the song on the radio or my roommate had the song okay. can we go to dance talking points because well course, if you find course, any talking points that you think are good all dance, dance, don't dance, just dance, humor me dan wants to talk about ronald reagan tell me there's context tell me you've got some context just came out that Ronald Reagan, yeah, yeah. in a uh, recorded conversation with Richard Nixon, yes. Max Richard Nixon was president in the late 60s and early 70s. Um, he was president when I was born. Uh, he there, Apparently there was something that went on at the UN and it was some vote that um, about something to do with America and the, the delegation from Tanzania, <laughs> we had to get their approval and then they began to do a dance uh, in, okay, the, in, the, okay. in, the, in the security, in the general assembly, I guess. Okay. 
And Reagan said to Nixon that yeah. it killed him that he had to get the opinion of these monkeys right. in order to to right. and right. he used the and he used the word he used the monkey. right. monkeys. Ooh. And you know, this is very upsetting, obviously, for, for many reasons. So but the, the questions which come to mind are, um, as always is dancing allowed in the general assembly? Yes. No. Is, <laughs> well, is you know, a sports announcer said something the like they're running across the floor like spider monkeys and all, and I understand why people were offended, but I also understand why in a moment, in a quick unguarded moment, I call my kid a little monkey all the time because he looks no, like a little monkey. No, but I don't think Ray. I think it's pretty clear. Oh, Reagan, I see. Okay. Ray, he meant it. He meant yeah, yeah. it as understood. Monkeys. Understood. Um, and then you just be, and apparently then somebody else said me that Harry Truman also had written letters where he. Yeah. Talked about coons and this and that. Um, Einstein talked about the Chinese as lacking in something and lacking in a kind of. There was a piece in the Times about it where he wrote in his journals yeah. about. So in the Atlantic, in the article, it also said. Why is an MSG they're lacking? It also said. Just to, <laughs> I was going to say duck sauce, but yeah. MSG is better. It also it's said, just, just to give you the whole picture, it also said that it's the only recorded example in Reagan's entire history of yeah. saying anything racial like that okay. including in his personal diaries mm -hmm. so that's that's on one hand on the other right. hand he said it on the other hand uh jesse jackson called jews hymies and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so you're just like Absolutely. what what yeah. does it say who knows and al sharp doesn't say anything and today al, al sharp is being lauded by it doesn't say all anything the Democratic you can't pull one piece and he talked about jewish diamond i mean Oh, he said so many things about Jews. They, there was a thing in the post the other day but, of but all I the things he but I, said about right, Jews. But I disapprove of Sharpton. And so, I mean, and, and I, you know, Reagan was has a history My father never comments. said anything like that. And he right. was born not that long uh, after Reagan. We, we right. look at Reagan's born like born, 1911 or something. Yeah, born 20 My years father, after Reagan. Your father was yeah, born in 31. 20 years. I remember if my you've father only said one relatively racist thing over the course of 20 years and you've been on tape every day of that, uh, of that uh, you know, span of time, uh, it's, really, it's hard to develop a felony indictment against somebody. So all, all I can do to try to make sense of that is, is to imagine if it had turned out that Reagan had said something about the Jews. Yes. Uh, and I, I think it, I think it wouldn't bother me all that much. I would say, oh, it's a guy from the, you know, from the 1930s who grew right. up wherever he was. And he had certain, you know, uh, some latent attitudes that he grew who up with about Who was the president Jews. who didn't let that whole ship full of Jews into the country? No, that, that was, was Roosevelt. FDR. Roosevelt? FDR. Yeah. yeah. That's scumbag. Um, I think yeah. you have to look at the totality of somebody. That's not, exactly what I just said, the totality You got to look the at the record. totality. Nine, 900 totality. people were on that ship. Well, we're, I don't want to get that he turned away. But Listen, if somebody the... were a genuine racist over the course of twenty or thirty years on camera, something else would pop up. Right, and you if there's heard one more thing, about it. it's you about the totality about of somebody. I, I, I think Martin Luther King said, "Judge me by the content of my character." And if you have some deep-seated hatred for people over the course of thirty years, it's going to fall out here or there. If all you got is one thing on record, Dan said it best: the totality. Well, I think it's I think it's even more complicated than that. Which is that people can be both. That that we're all both on some level. We're tribal yeah. animals. Yeah, when, when I'm in bed and they're marching along and saying, keep gentrification out, it is there is a you can feel an anti white sentiment. Yeah. Um and and you know, nobody wants their neighborhood to become another neighborhood. It's the it's the nature of the human animal. It doesn't mean that we won't accept it and, and ultimately melt into some sort of more unified experience. It does mean that as a tribal being, we sense danger when you see people coming down the road that looked very differently from the way you do.
Welcome to not, not fucking the, not, planet Earth. Not the Chinese. I'm cool as a cucumber cool, when they come cool, down so the road. Cool. But mo- so, mo- so monkeys cool. are particularly harsh. Uh, anyway, well, monkeys are racial slurs. So you're we're, getting we're, into this in particular, and I'm saying that uh, over the. If your point is that the totality of the amount of time that man spent, both on camera and having his voice taped, if one thing fell out over the course of thirty years, we can't indict somebody's character. I'm not saying that you don't bring it up. If he were alive now, maybe you say, "What the fuck were you talking about?" Yeah. Were they African people that he made that from Africa? Yeah, from was, Africa. No, no, they were from Sweden. They were delegation from Sweden. No, no, no. They the were reason actually, I asked is Africans, because yeah. because some American people made a distinction between African African people and black people from America. No, no, you're absolutely right. He, and and this and I think mm, that I think that that's certainly not right to say it that about anybody. But I'm saying, but because they were African, and in those days we were exposed to films of African people dancing, tribal dancing. That you don't see no, in this no, country. You're, you're right. That was what he was alluding to because he even made a remark about uh, these. They're not even used to wearing shoes yet. Like he, he was, he was resenting. I'm, I mean, I'm putting it right. from what I believe was behind his eyes. his thinking. That, I don't th- think that he... these kind of primitive, if that's the word that he would use, yeah, uh, uh, you know, dancing in the halls of the, of, right. of the thing. Just, just a few yeah. years from from civilization in terms of wearing shoes. Right. That we have to. Yeah, we have to cater that we to them have to in honor their yeah, opinion. I don't know him, but and I wouldn't. You, stick you up can say there. all that. Th- you don't need to call them monkeys. You know, it, it, nobody's whatever. arguing that you should. Yeah. We're arguing that you don't indict the man's character over the course yeah. of a lifetime. And I don't think he would have said it about American blacks. I think he probably said it. Depends on whether or not of, they were of, dancing. Of course, wrongly, but probably because they were from Africa. You know, right. the, the thing is, in, in, the question in my mind is that so few people don't have somebody that they are close to or care about who they've heard say something inappropriate and are people capable of being generous to people they don't know and forgiving these things in the same way they have no problem doing to the people around them their grandparents their uncle their yes. friend or friend come on so you're gonna you know, be playing a game of cultural gotcha and it's not gonna get you anywhere there's no well, nuance in a no, game it's of not gotcha. a theme you bring up a lot is that people seem many people or most people seem willing to forgive say a guy that drove drunk or a guy that hit his wife or or, or other transgressions more so than they might forgive yes. a racial slur yeah and i know that's something you brought up and and, yes, and that we've discussed and I can is is, say, is a racial slur the worst crime imaginable, and is it unforgivable? Of course not. Well, you know, caller, you say what? In the comedy world, one of the beautiful things about the comedy world is that it's so inclusive. When I walk, in, very often I'm the only white guy in a group. Oh, yeah. When I was on the Black Phillips show, I was the only white guy on the show, and, and I'm very comfortable there. And people notice that for some reason. It's it's just easy for me, and I don't. Uh, it's. I look at the comedy community as like an example of what the world could be. Black and white comics are always hugging each other, and they get along so well. And I don't see. Well, I, well, <laughs> I don't know. Really? See, I don't see that no, tension. They get along. They get, I don't. There's see, no tension. I don't see it. If no, there but, is, but, I don't see certain it. Certain people it, do run it, the, the light. More it looks than really gen. <laughs> it looks genuine to me. Yeah, I can, sure. I can genuine. say that yeah. gr- growing up in the Bronx, I didn't hear any racial slurs. I never heard anything in my family. Maybe I didn't listen, but I didn't hear. My my parents never said anything like that. 
growing. I just didn't well, I grew up in a working I, class I, community I, I, where, where lots of people spoke like that. I yeah. mean, that that was the culture, and so you know there was no escaping that. In in that Dershowitz article that came out in the New Yorker this week, where they yeah. tried to smear him with the with the uh, thing, I shouldn't say smear him because I don't know what happened. But the, yeah, the, the, but right. one of the in one of the paragraphs that he came out of um, Yale. He was in Yale. He was he was editor of the Yale Law Review. Mm -hmm. Dershowitz was? Yeah. Yeah. He applied, I think it said, to 25 Wall Street law firms okay. and got rejected from every single yeah, one. because he was a Jew. Because he was Jewish. Yeah, right? obviously. Yeah. So, so what's fascinating about that, like all these firms still exist. Yeah. There's no movement now. Of course not. To call these firms to, to account for what they did. And it's like, we understand that was a different world. And it's it's very and that's kind of the world that you know Reagan's making his remark and that all kinds of things that we try now to judge uh, were occurring in a world which is just drastically we live in a world now where we wouldn't even allow all in the family on the air, right? Like, that's like, that, that's exactly like that right. Never like, like think about what we right. there's, right. there's there's shows that were on 15 years ago. Would you look at them like Watch they the would you could never get away show. with what? that today? Watch Watch the the show 20 years ago. But yet anti-Semitism is growing and people shrug it off. They don't well because Jews are successful. Yeah, exactly. To me, it's usually the, jealousy. Uh, well, well, there's 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 the the the, the um, you know where anti-Semitism comes from, but also we all accept being more derogatory as it relates to successful groups. Anybody can make fun of wasps, and nobody will hold you. Uh, and nobody, account. And I nobody makes more fun of Jews than Go we ahead. do. Precisely, we make fun of ourselves. That's exactly more than right. Let's else. make because fun we see of the everybody. Humor. We you see the see humor in ourselves. The humor. We yeah. talk, we sit downstairs, we talk about black, white stuff all the time. The yeah. bubble the, over Zach's head the entire time oh, we gotta has, go. been, has been fucking Jews. Of course, that's the bubble. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. How did I find myself? We're <laughs> funny now, people. What did We're your funny. grandparents say about the Jews at the table, Zach? Come on, you must have heard a thing or two. I, I never met them, but my dad had some uh, But they left him a letter and said, don't trust well, these people. Tell you, I'm your sorry. Dad what? My dad had some like opinionated things. It was always weird. It was like social stuff, like, Trust kind of stuff, like don't trust them. Like <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. Yeah, of this course. Is like the kind yeah. of stuff you would say. I feel the same way, right. by the way. Yeah. Right. So, so that, so that's a perfect example. So, like he says, "Oh, yeah. dad, right?" Yeah. Then, then you find out that Reagan makes a remark about the and and how what an outrage. Yeah, exactly. You it's know, a false but, sense of outrage. But if my dad had set up, I would have been like. Oh, Dad! Yes, of <laughs> like course. That, it would have yeah. gone from that to that, you know. That's exactly well, that's another right. thing that the outrage community. There's a whole segment of the population that cannot wait to be offended. They by can't something. wait to be they offended. They cannot wait. They're they sitting there. Wait. Just, I, what can I be offended all day by long? Today? They're looking to get offended. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? Hundred percent right. It's, it's affecting people I know in the comedy world. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. People don't know what to say anymore. The yeah. simplest thing. Is, people, which is going to lead to a re-election, whether it be of Trump or another strong man. The nature of disenfranchised people, whether it's culturally or economically, is that you tend to elect a strong man. Mm -hmm. And there are many precedents for this. And if you don't allow people to have an observation about a race, a culture, a neighborhood, and they have to keep it to themselves because they're afraid that somebody's going to say, gotcha, um, you're going to inhibit debate. And dynamism and ideas, and mm -hmm. it's going to drive us further parts closer I, together. I'm running in 2027. I have a different prediction. I, I think you're wrong. I, My prediction <laughs> is right, and you know it. This is what, what this is what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I think that the second that the next Republican candidate is palatable, yes, not somebody as uh, off-putting as Trump. Yeah, somebody who's not a narcissist. 
you're going to see, well, something that vulgar and doesn't call people fat yeah, and ugly, yeah, make, yeah, yeah, make yeah. fun of disabled right, people, right. all of it, you know? Yes, all of it. Uh, Shithole country, all of it. Uh, you're going to see a tremendous, tremendously more, a tremendous white flight from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. Yes, I agree. To the point where it's going to become, the two-party system is going to become yep. basically people of color and, and, and ultra-progressive right. white people. Right. And white people, and that's a terrible right. outcome because. Yes. But it's because I say, like, because this outrage culture, and let's 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 call it for what it is. It's outrage culture Out, with outrage. white people. Well, there's no so, outrage culture. Very very. Well, it's very white low. people being offended yeah. for black people most of the time. But but there's a lot of outrage part, in the black community. Kevin as well, Hart yes, had yes, a little yes, running, but right, for the most right, part, yes. the whole the whole yeah, yeah. ire, the whole cancel thing. It, they there's only one group now which can talk about people's color people's race people with and and use it as an insult and, and feel get away that it's with it? and, and feel right. that it's perfectly fine people right. high five you get hired yes. to the best newspapers and that's if you talk about white people yes. now maybe they're right about white people that's not even my point my point is that you can't expect people who are being bashed like that who have their uh ethnicity be, you know they're I, i'm 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 stuttering You're more because hey, look, making no, the point no that one I chose their genetics. Let me tell you why I'm stuttering. Let, let, I'm stuttering because let, I don't even. I, I'm. I hesitate to use the word ethnicity because white people don't normally even consider them white. Their ethnicity. They'll start to. That, but that's right. But they're kind of. They're, they will start to. That's right. But if you keep bashing somebody's immutable trait, and you use that as a stand-in for stupid or horrible or whatever it is, they're not probably going to vote for you. Probably. Like at some exactly. point, you know, exactly. and, and right now Trump is so horrible. He keeps a lot of decent people at bay. They're like, you know what? I know, but I just can't vote for that monster. Yeah. But as soon as it's somebody like right. a John Kasich or Jeb Bush type, like there's somebody. Kasich, like, yeah. Why would any like white suburbanite. I'd vote for Kasich. Want to vote for the, we they're talking about, they're talking about now about forced busing. Yeah. Like this whole, like really? And, and if I don't want to send my kid. Imagine, can we just get an end? Listen to Thomas Sowell on YouTube. I've been listening to him about on buzzing. race and 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 the. Can I just describe? Ahead. This is this is how a suburbanite thinks. He's of a buzzing. black. He's a black economist. Right, the it, guy I'm I know Thomas Sowell. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a black yeah, economist. Yeah. So busing to me, audience, busing to me is they're going to draft my child, literally like mm -hmm. like you know, mm -hmm. at the point of a gun. Yeah. Take the liberty of my child away and say, we don't care that you bought a house in this neighborhood and, and moved right. this far away from the school. Right. And we're going to take that custody of that child, right. unless you're very wealthy and you put them in private school. Yes. And we're going to bust them, use them as a soldier yes. in mm -hmm. our social justice war. Right, Fuck where, off. I, I, right. And put them wherever we want them wherever to we go. Want them. And then, Fuck and, off. And you have no choice. And, and even if it works, even, I mean, even if it doesn't give them a worse education, the kid's going to be traveling two and a half hours extra a Get day and won't, won't have anybody here. in his class who's in Come his on, neighborhood to play. I mean, it's, the arrogance. bullshit. The arrogance. The exactly. Arro and, now, and they're talking about it now. What was so interesting about it that Kamala Harris made this point and the subtext was no decent person could possibly disagree with me that this is the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah And that's yeah, so yeah, frustrating. Yeah. You want to, You want to scream yeah. at the TV. And every the, parent the, in the suburbia around, around the country saying, <laughs> oh, no fucking way. You're not <laughs> yeah. taking my kids. Well, well, how, how, well, look, look at what Carranza, bring... look at what Carranza's doing in New York. Uh, suppose, Richard Carranza, the guy that they want to be fired, who is all about white people are terrible, that all the classes have to be teaching about white privilege, how right, bad right. white privilege is. Right that white people have to be embarrassed for being white. Nobody chose their genetics. 
You get what you get. It's all hypothetical. Don't we know it? It's all hypothetical. Proof, proof of concept. They're sitting to my left. <laughs> the spiritual concept is that we choose our parents before we're born to learn lessons we didn't learn in a previous life. That's you don't right. believe that. But stuff. most of the time, I'm open to any positive yeah. thought. Who do? Who am I? It's arrogant to say that you know something is That's true or right. not true. No. But as long as it's a positive thought, how do I know if it's true or I not? I just ask if you believe. No, I'm, I'm, I'm open. <laughs> I'm, I'm open to it. I don't know that I believe it, but I'm open to examining it, the concept of it. It makes sense. But no one chose their genetics, so you you get what you get. You are who you are. I mean, and, it's crazy. You're right. I, and I've said this a million times on the show, but it's really true that when we're dealing with the whole Louis C.K. thing here, it was striking to me how many people brought up the fact that I was white. And her, yeah, not yes, yeah. not people of color, white people. Yes, because white people <laughs> are offended for every other race. They take it upon themselves because they feel so guilty for things that they were never involved in, yeah. that they take it upon themselves. I was at this, uh, I, I was at Skankfest when Louis showed up unexpectedly. Uh-huh. You should have seen the applause. I thought the walls were coming down. Well, especially because like Skankfest. Well, I mean, that's, well, more, yeah. that's, that's, that's a more accepting <laughs> environment. Like he, it's not like he the showed up in the yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I got wild applause, yeah. right? I, a, a review of books. Uh, I New York should Times rethink that, right? Yeah, oh, no, it was all good. guys with shaved heads and beards down to here. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the venue wrote that ridiculous apology letter for the fact that Louis C.K. showed up. Did you see that? It wasn't. No, it was, I didn't see it was that. The, it wasn't the, the skank fest people. Yeah. It was the people who the rent, venue, rent who rented the hall yeah, to the skank fest. Oh, right. they, they apologized. Had to, they had to publish it. We didn't. We had no way of knowing that they were going to allow Louis to be here, as if the guy was a like a, a terrorist, like, like a criminal, or something, like a serial killer. Let's let's right. just stipulate a serial. Let's killer. just stipulate he's shamed. He's mm -hmm. he's publicly yes, shamed. Yes. Since when? Does, does someone who's publicly shamed not have a right to show up somewhere? Of course. Like, you're deal he's got to deal with his shame, but he to can go- To have the courage to show up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's that's not right. easy when you know you're being judged <laughs> by everybody in the and, room. And where does it end? Does the, 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 the UA movie theater or whatever it has to go. Well, well I'm sorry. We didn't know that Louis C.K. was going to buy a ticket for this movie. Yeah, we would have never right, allowed right, right. him we in shut our down movie the, theater. Right, we'll <laughs> shut down the MTA every time. And restaurants <laughs> will exactly. apologize yeah. if he happens to eat in a restaurant. It's craziness, right? Where does it end? Yeah, where does it end? And, and it's all in the mind because, and then I'll, I'll, I'll yes. let you finish. No, no, no. I'm not. Because I was thinking about this. You know, like when, when they threw a, a shoe at George Bush Jr. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, that. and he ducked. And he ducked. Yes. But apparently. Because he was used to ducking <laughs> shoes. <laughs> yeah. no, it wasn't his first shoe. He was shoe. used to having <laughs> shoes thrown at him. Right? But apparently in that, in, in, in that culture, there's no greater insult Yes, then, then a shoe. That's and, right. and if you, yes, if, right. if you put your foot like in your father's face, your father will smack you because this Even is worse. He'll an have to outrage. Chop your head right. off it's a cultural rock. thing. And, yes. and the reaction is real. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's ridiculous. Like it's all in your head. Of yes. All the reactions to everything is just all like, right, well, yeah. that, that's our shoe in the face. Yes, of course. <laughs> like, yes, that's yes, what my book yes. is about. It's all about thought. You, we create these thoughts and we believe them. Yes. And uh, you're well, not going to mitigate it with, with, without, without dynamic um, um, debate and open consideration in the press and in in you know in media outlets and i'm just piggybacking what noam said which i started saying is that it's going to create further division if we're not allowed to make observations about one another without without the the fear of a group of people saying gotcha and then another group of people jumping on board and preventing you from living your life in in, in 
with liberty or in the way that you want it. I agree with you. So I look at comedy as a healing force. It's the only thing we have. Oh, there you go again. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like that? It brings everybody together. You know who I use as an example? Lisa Lampanelli and Russell Peters. Lisa's great. They make fun of everybody. Well, now she stopped doing comedy. She only wants to be a life coach, which is very interesting. Yes, it is. But but, Lampanelli's a life coach now? Yeah, yeah. She gave up stand-up comedy. Well, she Wait. doesn't have to give it up. She could also coach like Dan Nottman no, but she is, is chose, considering a, a life coach. <laughs> a life coach. Is, is she, she chose to give hours. it up because she didn't want to do mean-spirited yes. comedy anymore. Right. It didn't feel legitimate to her. It mm-hmm. didn't feel... But is I, she I, keeping the I money accumulated? Yes, of course she is. Exactly. She's got plenty of money. Yeah, for sure. She did very well for herself. And she went oh. through a whole spiritual change. And But I was using it as an example that these are people that make fun. They, they, they imitate accents. Russell Peters has a multicultural audience. He, he imitates every accent. Yeah, you know course. that Giannis Papas told me that he got death threats for doing Mr. Panos, and he's Greek. Listen, the people are fucking crazy. And he the imitates- The fact that we feed into this and, and give it some sort of- The fact that this is still a consideration that is so- prevalent in 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 you know contemporary um and you know kind of news considerations outlets this is still a part of the conversation that we're not supposed to be able to make honest observations about the world that we're living in um it's just it's getting it's, kind it's, of it's ridiculous. ridiculous it's ridiculous and you can't even imitate your own yeah there's, there's no argument to continue to behave like this absolutely not yeah, I mean, all the stuttering jokes I wanted to make, I know yeah. I couldn't make them. <laughs> That's okay, uh, I stopped. You could did, do that. Did, did you, uh, we gotta go, but the, it just reminds me of the hypocrisy that 140 private jets showing up to this global, yeah, 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 global exactly. warming conference. Yeah, from global warming. Of course. I think it was 114 private jets. 114? Right. Like, like, what is with these yeah. people? Oh, by the way, and if we talk There's about so, it, are we? Uh, should we be afraid that we're offending private jet owners? I mean, exactly. where does it end? <laughs> right. We're, we're offending celebrities. Yes, we're, we're offending so, private, we're jet, private owners. jet owners and very rich people. Right. So, th- th- like the if you if you are we talk if you're like a vegan. Yes. It's true. You and you care about animals. Yes. You, you can't stop. You can't really make a dent in the problem by not eating animals. But at a principle. You don't eat animals. Yes, of course. If you really Create care about carbon footprints, you right. know what? Show some sacrifice. Fly exactly. commercial. But yeah. don't you know that if there was a plastic straw on one of these private jets? Oh, yeah. Oh, they go insane. Go fucking crazy. Go crazy. Whoever provided it would exactly be fired right. immediately. Yeah, yeah. They'd I be fired. The straws. That's exactly right. <laughs> Take away their livelihood. Devil- Take away their livelihood. Yeah, well, yeah. as far as, you know, a vegan... Uh, that can't make a dent in the problem, but he can make a very big dent in that particular cow uh, that wasn't killed, <laughs> or that chicken that wasn't killed. Well, you know who can really make a dent it, it, are the the uh, the creator of of you know these Impossible Burgers, and then all of the stuff they're doing in labs to create you know uh, uh, meat without the rest of the but animal I, attached I, to it. I'm I'm I mean, something the, the of difference a, will continue to be made. I, I I'm something of a mouthpiece for the private jet industry. <laughs> in what <laughs> because, regard? Because I so much love them. I love. Yeah. I love aviation. I love airplanes. Well, you're a pilot. I don't care about the private jets. I'm saying you know, that these, a pilot these, but, but, yeah, go ahead. But yeah. the, the question, He's a pilot for real. Well, oh, I have a pilot. I, that. I haven't so done good. it in many years. You have a pilot's license. You're a pilot. Uh, but, but more than that, I'm a lover of, of, of aviation, of airplanes. Um, like a Howard Hughes. He's, but my, my question is, is who were these people going in? They might've been a very, very good overriding reason 
that they were going to this conference in private jets. I mean, that, that overrode the, rich the environmental was like Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. He's making like a, 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 a humorous had, observation, yeah. for God's sake. I know, and, 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 I'm, and I'm... I said, you're making an observation that happens uh, to be humorous about the private jets going yeah. to this thing, and yeah. Dan's deconstructing it. I'm deconstructing it. it because sometimes deconstruction is necessary. They didn't you're want right. to fly commercial. Yeah. I mean, there's but, a, there, there are reasons to There might to take be legitimate jet, reasons of, of security. Uh, <laughs> and and just, I drove to Montreal for the first time in 27 John, years. John, John McCain flew, flew commercial. And, and it took so much tension out of my life not to fly. It was only oh, a six-hour drive. Fucking I guess. flying. It's hard it's to nice drive to Davos, the... Switzerland, though. Pardon me? It's hard to drive to Davos. Now this is my daughter. Yes, sweetheart. Hello? You're on the air. Miller from um, from Westchester County, you're on the from, air. Miller from Ardsley. Hello? From Ardsley. All right, she must be butt-dialing butt me. All right, we got to go. Jeffrey, we go. okay, we're talking about chocolate milk. We have Mila. <laughs> <laughs> She's calling again. I think you got to make... Just don't say, don't say a racial slur. <laughs> <laughs> we're sweet, on, sweet, I can't hear you. Okay, uh, is anything else? Buy Jeffrey's oh, I book. Go. I gotta go downstairs. Keep it number one on Amazon. And number That's one, right. Jeffrey Gurian. Number one in the, number one in the, in the changing in your mind, a spiritual and humorous approach to achieving happiness. And I have to thank you so much for having. This has been so great. It's fun, to be absolutely. On a show with intelligent people have something to say. <laughs> it's fun. Right. His you book know, is number fantastic. one. The person in, to my left, notwithstanding. His book is number one in self-help stuttering. <laughs> on That's Amazon. right. <laughs> Always a pleasure having Jeff Gurian, the guru, the Svengali, the Hello. the. the the tamer of young twice. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.